0: Night caught off guard, Ottawa's former police chief, on the chaotic response to the convoy crisis. (music) Peter Slowley's side of the story.
1: The level of disinformation and misinformation was off the charts.
0: The protests that took an emotional toll.
1: It was too cold and it was too much.
0: A vicious attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband inside their home.
2: The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it.
0: The intrusion and the condemnation. Plus, the first full day of the Twitter takeover.
3: Personally, I I think it's good. I think it's
0: terrible. Elon Musk and a new era for a powerful online platform.
4: CTV National News with Omar Sachedina. Reporting tonight, Anne-Marie Meadowake
0: Good evening. A local police chief who felt the glare of the nation's focus during the convoy protest says he shouldn't be the fall guy, and that the intelligence
1: wasn't clear. A line in one report, unless you've read the entire report, can be misleading. One report, unless you've read all the reports, could be misleading.
0: FORMER OTTAWA POLICE CHIEF PETER SLOWLEY WAS EMOTIONAL AT TIMES IN HIS APPEARANCE AT THE EMERGENCIES ACT INQUIRY, DEFENDING THE POLICE RESPONSE AS PROTESTERS TOOK OVER PARTS OF THE CAPITAL. CTV'S JUDY TRIN ON TODAY'S TESTIMONY. THE
5: FIRST LINE OF DEFENSE FOR OTTAWA'S FORMER POLICE CHIEF WAS TO INSIST THE INTELLIGENCE THE FORCE COLLECTED DID NOT PREDICT A PROTEST THAT WOULD LAST LONGER THAN THREE DAYS.
1: I DO NOT HAVE ANY CLEAR IMPRESSION or saw any clear conclusions that we were going to have anything more than what I was being briefed on by my team.
5: While provincial police warned the Freedom Convoy had anti-government leaders who promoted intimidation and harassment, an internal Ottawa police report called the protesters grassroots and middle class. Analysts say that created a blind spot.
6: So it just shows that type of bias to severely underestimate um, the, the threat to public safety that was coming, um, driven by a very committed core of organizers, some of whom had bad intentions, that was missed.
5: By the second day of the convoy, 5,000 vehicles and 15,000 protesters had clogged downtown Ottawa. What Peter slowly thought would be a small, tent city had become a fortified occupation. Six days into the protest, while dealing with a shortage of officers, slowly made a comment that cut into public confidence.
1: There may not be a policing solution to this demonstration.
5: Slowly clarified he meant growing anti-government sentiment wasn't just a local policing matter.
1: The size and scale of the events were not going to be able to be handled by any one police or jurisdiction, certainly not mine.
5: As chaos grew, so did criticism slowly said it depleted Officer morale.
1: It was too cold and it was too much. But they did their very best. And I'm grateful to them
5: slowly pushed back against accusations that he was acting like a tyrant and interfering in operations. He said he just wanted to ensure that strategic objectives were being met. On Monday, Anne-Marie, the former chief, will be cross-examined.
0: All right, Judy, in Ottawa tonight, thank you. In Manitoba, a community is coming to grips with the devastating loss of four young children who died in a house fire. Stuffed animals and candles now lay in front of their house to remember the siblings aged 4 to 10.
2: It's just heartbreaking and so tragic to see.
0: Emergency crews arrived at the home engulfed in fire Wednesday night. The children's mother and oldest sister, along with another adult, were able to escape. An online fundraiser has been set up to help support the family. At least one major company is pausing its ads on Twitter tonight, waiting to see where the social media giant is headed. This was Elon Musk's first full day in control of Twitter. And while he's called himself a, quote, free speech absolutist, today he tried to offer advertisers some
7: reassurance. CTV's Vanessa Lee reports. For Twitter users, (laughs) it's all starting to sink in. Elon Musk is now in charge. In his first post after taking over Twitter, the billionaire stated, the bird is free. Musk has been vocal about his vision for the social media platform.
3: Well, I think it's very important for uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech.
7: He has widely criticized suspension policies and vowed to bring back prominent figures like Donald Trump. The former president says he is happy Twitter is now in sane hands. Musk's takeover is igniting fears of a free-for-all. Within hours, anonymous trolls spewed neo-Nazi, anti-Semitic and racist slurs.
4: He's been trying to reassure advertisers who are worried that it's going to become a haven for, for extremism, that no, it is going to be a safe place.
7: The new chief twit, as he calls himself, tweeting... Twitter will be forming a Content Moderation Council with widely diverse viewpoints. No major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council convenes. Even so, General Motors has announced it is temporarily suspending advertising as it evaluates the company's new direction. Musk fired top executives, including the CEO and CFO, almost immediately once closing the $44 billion deal. The big question is, what will the world's richest man do next? And will he reinstate some of those high-profile Twitter accounts?
0: Anne-Marie. Thanks, Vanessa. A former B.C. man whose social media footprint is mired in conspiracy theories and misinformation is facing attempted murder charges tonight, accused of breaking into the California home of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and attacking her husband with a hammer. As CTV's Los Angeles Bureau Chief Tom Walters tells us, it is the latest chilling incident in a threatening political climate.
4: Smashing through a glass door, a man burst into the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi early this morning. When police arrived, they found her 82-year-old husband, Paul, and the 42-year-old intruder wrestling over a hammer.
2: The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it.
4: Assaulted him, fracturing his skull and badly injuring his arm and hand.
2: The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David Depepi.
4: The man accused of the attack grew up in Powell River, B.C., but has been in the U.S. for two decades. He was pictured in the San Francisco Chronicle in 2013, taking part in a pro-nudity demonstration. More recently, his online posts have echoed extremist conspiracy theories and expressed support for the January 6th insurrection. The motive for this attack is still being determined. But it was apparently aimed at Nancy Pelosi. While she was in Washington, the intruder was demanding to know, where's Nancy? The same thing rioters were asking when they stormed the Capitol. Where the <laughs> f- Nancy Pelosi has been a particular target for extremists. Today I wiped my on Pelosi's
1: doorknob.
4: Now, Paul Pelosi has undergone surgery, and is expected to make a full recovery. But it's been a difficult year for him. He pleaded guilty to impaired driving after a car crash in May. It's been a difficult year for politicians, too, as overheated rhetoric turns the healthy disagreement of democracy into unhinged rage and increasing danger. Our democracy is in trouble,
0: and I am worried about it. This has to
4: get addressed. U.S. Capitol Police say that last year, they investigated nearly 10,000 threats against members of Congress. Anne-Marie?
0: It's a shocking story. Thank you, Tom. Well, transit police in Vancouver are defending their tactics after video surfaced of a violent arrest last night at a downtown SkyTrain station. A warning, though, this video is difficult to watch. <laughs> A woman allegedly suffering from a mental health crisis was tasered while two officers restrained her on the ground and passers-by yelled for them to stop. In a tweet, Vancouver Transit Police claimed the woman was threatening other passengers and officers used force to stop her from hurting herself and others. Canada's top court has struck down a rule that automatically places a sex offender on a national registry, claiming it to be unconstitutional. Now anyone placed on the list since 2011 can apply to have their name removed. CTV's Alberta Bureau Chief Bill Fortier explains.
6: An Edmonton neighbourhood was outraged in June of 2020 after Wade Steen sexually assaulted an 8-year-old girl. He's now serving more than 15 years and is on the National Sex Offender Registry. Now a ruling by the Supreme Court of Canada means he could apply to be removed from that registry. The country's top court struck down two provisions brought in by the Harper government in 2011. One, mandatory registration for all convicted sex offenders and lifetime registration for anyone convicted of more than one offense. Five of nine judges found both provisions violate offenders' rights because... It leads to the registration of offenders who are not at an increased risk of committing a future sex offence. Now, judges will decide who is registered. This was the Supreme Court saying, look, if you're going to punish people, do it in a constitutional way. The decision came after an Edmonton man challenged his lifetime registration for sexually assaulting two women at a party in 2011 when he was 19. Advocates for victims called the decision a slap in the face. We're in shock. I'm still in shock, to be honest with you. Gary Cruz's brother Martin took his own life 25 years ago this weekend after years of sexual abuse as a child by an employee at Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens. The victims and survivors live with that trauma and that pain, it seems that criminals have more rights than uh, victims do. No Canadian should be worried at all that this opens the floodgates to anything or that this means that Paul Bernardo-like sex offenders rapists will catch a break. In fact, the Supreme Court decision says 90% of sex offenders will still be added to the registry by leaving it up to judges. Anne-Marie.
0: Thank you, Bill. Well, the Prime Minister announced a new raft of support for Ukraine today at the National Gathering of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress in Winnipeg. It includes new savings bonds to raise money for the embattled country.
1: Canadians will now be able to go to major banks to purchase their sovereignty bonds, which will mature after five years with interest.
0: Also in today's announcement, sanctions on 35 senior Russian officials, including some heads of energy companies, and the arrival of 39 armored combat vehicles in Europe for Ukraine. The war in Ukraine may play a role in a shift towards cleaner energy as Europe tries to get away from Russian oil. Today, the EU took a major step towards phasing out gas-powered cars. Automakers will have to cut CO2 emissions in cars by at least 55% by the year 2030. And the sale of all new combustion engine cars will be banned five years later. Ottawa has set a similar target. The news comes ahead of the UN's annual climate change conference next month. Montreal's Concordia University is apologizing for its role in one of the largest anti-black racism protests in this country's history. 50 years ago, black students challenged the university's inactions towards complaints of racism. CTV's Quebec Bureau Chief jean yves Beauchemin
3: on the path forward. For its decisions made more than half a century ago, contrition from Concordia University today.
6: We also apologize for the harm that was caused to black students at the university and for the negative impact felt by black communities in Montreal and beyond. Police have cordoned it off.
3: The so-called computer riots unfolded in 1969 at what was then named Sir George Williams University. Black students accused a professor, Perry Anderson, of racism. Allegations the university now admits it largely ignored. As a matter of fact, we are not only taken on... Rodney John was among the first students to complain the work of black students was judged inferior.
4: My life was directed by the arbitrary judgment of a white man.
3: Student protests culminated in the 14-day occupation of the computer lab. Okay,
4: you're going to keep it up? Good demonstration. That's right.
3: But on February 11th, riot police moved in, sparking a violent confrontation. Damage added up to millions of dollars and 97 students were arrested. Many students, including myself, were beaten and tortured by the Montreal police. The repercussions went far beyond arrest.
4: The the Montreal um, police have sent our names to all different firms in Montreal so we can't find any jobs.
3: The apology for a stark manifestation of institutional racism was a recommendation of a Concordia task force. It was launched after the murder of George Floyd in 2020 to address racism affecting students and staff.
8: Reckoning with the past positions us to move forward.
3: The university says this is the first step in levelling the playing field that was paved long ago on the bedrock of systemic racism. Anne-Marie.
0: CTV's Jean-Vierre Beauchemin, thank you. Well, time for a two-minute break. But when we come back, remembering Jerry Lee Lewis. The legacy and the controversy of a rock-and-roll pioneer. Plus, the Canadian Major League Manager making World Series history. He was one of the first great wild men of rock and roll, nicknamed the killer. Jerry Lee Lewis was a legendary piano player, trailblazer, and the last survivor of a generation of groundbreaking performers. He died today at his home in Mississippi, but as CTV's Melanie Nagy tells us, Lewis's jumpin' and jolting persona came mixed with scandal, addiction, and violence. Now let's go. Shake! Yeah! Feverish, fiery, and
9: flamboyant, that was Jerry Lee Lewis. The wild, piano pounding showman lit up the stage in the 1950s.
2: You broke my
9: With songs like The Rousing great balls, of fire. great balls of Fire, he carved a unique corner for himself in the burgeoning world of rock and
2: roll. This mythic. Um, you know, a rock and roller in the beginning of of rock and roll when nobody actually knew what rock and roll really was. Lewis's
9: musical roots are entwined with Louisiana. Born in Faraday in 1935, his parents mortgaged their farm to buy his first piano. In developing his style, Lewis pulled from the expressive Pentecostal preachers he grew up with. He was also influenced by black blues musicians.
7: He was one of the, the growliest vocalists of all time.
9: That talent landed him a record deal with his backers believing he'd be bigger than Elvis. But a scandalous choice to marry his 13-year-old cousin derailed his blossoming career.
4: It took me 12 years yeah. to make that back.
9: Never short on confidence, Lewis returned to the charts in the 60s as a country crooner, but misfortune followed him.
2: He also got married seven times.
4: Other wives died uh, of of drug overdoses and uh, a son died in a car accident.
9: He also struggled with addiction and financial trouble. The drama of his life was the focus of a 1989 film which helped restore interest in his music.
4: He managed to really see his career and image rehabilitated.
9: Over the years, Lewis nabbed numerous gold albums and awards. It's also said he remained untamed until the very end. One of rock and roll's original wild ones, gone at age 87. Melanie Nagy, CTV News, Vancouver.
0: One of the world's best-known celebrity couples, NFL star quarterback Tom Brady and supermodel Giselle Bündchen ended their 13-year marriage today. In filing their divorce papers, Brady said they arrived at the decision amicably and with gratitude for the time they spent together, while Buncheon said the decision to end a marriage is never easy. Bunchin had previously expressed concern about how football would affect Brady's health. Last February, the 45-year-old retired, only to change his mind 40 days later. The couple have two children together. Still ahead, the tiny firefighter who got his big chance. A new change for the United Kingdom today, under the reign of King Charles III. These are the first coins with the king's portrait produced in the royal mint. It's worth 50 pence and will go into circulation by the end of the year. Like past kings, Charles is not seen wearing a crown, and following another royal tradition, the new monarch faces in the opposite direction of the late queen. When a four-year-old Edmonton boy spotted a fire next door, he jumped into action and his favorite firefighter costume. Charlton Priest noticed his neighbor's garage was burning. His dad called 911 and when the real fire crew showed up, Charlton was not going to miss his chance. Once the fire was out, he marched over and demanded, Let me have a turn. And what did they say? Okay, 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 okay. Edmonton Fire says the fire was cleared and the area blocked off, but seeing the young guy in his gear, they couldn't resist. And although it was his best day ever, Charlton says he wants to be a knight. (laughs) Well, a special night for Rob Thompson of the Philadelphia Phillies. Tonight, he became the first Canadian-born manager of a team in the World Series when Philadelphia played Houston in game one.
4: Please welcome Phillies manager number 59, Rob Thompson.
0: Thompson is from Corona, Ontario, south of Sarnia. The 59-year-old took over a losing team in mid-season and led them all the way to the Fall Classic. Thompson says he's a proud Canadian and just happy to be managing in the World Series. Breaking barriers in baseball and beyond coming up next. With pitch-perfect skills, he is the pride of Six Nations of the Grand River. We usually call the final story in the newscast, The Closer. Well, fittingly, to end this Friday night, CTV's Heather Wright is profiling a baseball phenom. Here's tonight's Indigenous Circle on the pitcher who truly shines on and off the diamond.
8: Caleb Thomas lives, breathes, and dreams baseball.
2: It's always like bases loaded two out of the World Series, bottom nine, like up by one.
8: Even before he could walk, Thomas could throw a ball. He has a passion for the game that is matched by a talent. Last year he became the first indigenous player on Canada's junior national team and is one of the country's top pitching prospects.
2: It's just a bunch of long hours of just perfecting your craft, working out.
8: An injury kept him from playing for Canada at the Baseball World Cup in Florida in September, but the 18-year-old says his arm is now feeling better and his focus is on the future.
2: Well, the dream would be to play in the major league. So just like playing there, pitching well, and using like that opportunity and experience to like just be an influence for other children all around the world.
8: Growing up on the Six Nations of the Grand River near Hamilton, Thomas says he was a bit of an anomaly playing baseball. His friends all played lacrosse, but Thomas knew what he wanted.
2: He's always stepped out of his comfort zone.
8: Even if some were less than supportive.
2: He's had teachers tell him, you can't do that. Where you come from, you're not gonna do that. You're not going to be a baseball player.
8: But Cindy Thomas says no one should ever doubt her son.
2: He wanted to be the kid in the championship game. He wanted wanted that pressure and I'd be the nervous one asking, are you okay, are you good? He's like, yes, I'm fine, I'm good. Thomas praises
8: her son's work ethic both on and off the pitch. He graduated high school as an Ontario scholar. Next fall will go to Missouri State University on a full scholarship. A message to kids everywhere to never stop chasing their dreams.
2: Follow with the sport. They want to play and just take it as far as they can and see where they end up.
8: Heather Wright, CTV News, Six Nations of the Grand River.
0: Good advice. That's our newscast for this Friday. I'm Anne Marie Meadowake. Thank you for watching. Sandy Ronaldo will be here tomorrow. Have a good night and a great weekend.